The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 76, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a show we have for you today. We'll talk with former Major League pitcher Pat Mahomes. He drops by and talks to us about uh, some baseball stuff and about his son, Patrick Mahomes, who's in the Super Bowl this coming weekend with the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll do that, getting robbed, that and much more. Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. Pitchers and catchers report to Florida and Arizona on Monday. Are you kidding me? As spring training begins in Major League Baseball with anticipation of the 2023 Major League Baseball season. And the team I'm most interested in watching is the San Diego Padres, who are going to be the team to beat in the NL West. I know, sorry, Dodger fans, but I do believe that. And the biggest storyline, as they get back to the day-to-day grind in Peoria, Arizona, will be Fernando Tatis Jr., who has 20 games left to serve on his suspension after he tested positive for performance-enhancing substance last summer. But here's the good news if you're a Padres fan. He can still be a full participant in camp, and he's expected to be in camp on Monday. And Tatis, as you know, has undergone three surgeries, two on his left wrist, one on his left shoulder since he last played. But uh, he says he's close to uh, 100% for the first time in the last two years. And the Padres... uh, will ease Tatis back into spring action. And um, it seems like his teammates have forgiven him. 
he was at FanFest. He was a part of the team, not an outsider. Uh, they were mad of him, of course, last year when they made that playoff run. But if you get Fernando Tatis back in this lineup on an everyday basis and uh, the Padres have a great chance not only of winning the National League West, but uh, representing the National League in the World Series and possibly even winning a World Series for the city of San Diego. Number two. Good news for Boston Red Sox fans. Lefty ace. Chris Sale is finally healthy, or at least that's what he's told reporters up in Boston that uh, he finally is going to be healthy and get ready to start spring training down in Winter Haven with the Red Sox in Florida. Uh, This is something that he uh, is scheduled now, if everything goes right, on track to be on the opening day uh, roster and rotation which would be the first time he's been able to do since 2019. It's It's been an unbelievable uh, turning of events for him. Uh, Sale has just been, been injured uh, left and right over the last uh, couple of years and just hasn't been able to stay healthy. So this is huge for the Red Sox if they can get Chris Sale back in the fold and have him back at the top of the rotation. He had a funny quote when, uh, you know, talking to those reporters uh, in Boston and uh, uh, about him finally being healthy. And he said, quote, they put Humpty Dumpty back together. That's pretty good. So uh, Sale and the Red Sox will be in camp and uh, with hopes that he can stay in the rotation all year long and help the Red Sox who were uh, in fifth place in the American League East. They need all the pitching help they can get. And if he's healthy, he's as good as anybody. Number three. The Toronto Blue Jays have agreed to terms on a new three-year contract with shortstop Bo Bichette, avoiding arbitration in 2023. And now this deal covers the last three years of arbitration eligibility, according to MLB.com's Mark Feinstein, that's right, the contract, which uh, has not yet been made official by the team, uh, doesn't tie uh, Bichette to the Blue Jays for any additional years beyond his original team control, but it does give both sides some uh, financial certainty uh, the years coming up. Bichette, who's just 25, uh, coming up in um, early March, could still hit free agency following the 2025 season, but uh, this makes sense for Toronto and their uh, young star shortstop. So Bo Bouchette is uh, now um, under control by the Blue Jays for the next three years. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, 
and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's welcome to the podcast Pat Mahomes, the former Major League pitcher, of course, and the father of Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. Pat, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great, brother. Hey, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great, as uh, people might know. You played in the Major Leagues and uh, finished with a winning record, played for the Twins, the Red Sox, the Mets, the Rangers, Cubs, Pirates, and... um, had a nice uh, run in Major League Baseball and definitely want to talk a little stuff about Major League Baseball um, as we uh, get ready for spring training. And, Pat, let's start here. People were talking about the uh, MVP in the American League, and it was about Aaron Judge and about Shohei Otani. And a lot of people were saying that Shohei wins it, the MVP, no matter what, every year because he could pitch and hit, and no one can do that. Where were you on that debate? Well, I thought, uh, you know, it's definitely true about Otani and some of the stuff that he does, you know, uh, doing both of them. But I also think that when you have a special year like Judge did last year, that uh, uh, you can be just as valuable. And um, I think that without him having the year that he ha- he, he, ha- he had, that, that, you know, made the Yankees that much better. And I just thought he deserved it last year. Yeah, I, I'm with you because, and, and, and you know this because you played in the big leagues. 
there's differences when you're playing in games that matter and, and things where, where games don't matter, your team is way out of it. I'm not saying it's not it's easier, but you don't have the same pressures on you. And I thought Judge was pressure-packed all year. Am I right or wrong when you talk about winning and playing in big games? Does that stuff matter? Oh, it definitely matters. I mean, uh, there's a lot more pressure out there, you know, when you know that you got to do something special to win the game, to, you know, to keep your team in the, in the race, uh, to, to keep your team in that particular game and everything. Whereas, uh, you know, the Angels, you know, they were struggling a little bit, really didn't have a lot to play for. So, you know, it's not as pressure-packed as it was, and especially playing in New York anyway. You know, you play in New York and – you know how the fans are there and, and how intense those games are and what it means. You know, me playing with the Mets, you know, I got to experience that for two years, and it's just a whole different beast. No doubt. You know that. I, I worked there at the Daily News in New York and at Newsday. It is a different animal. Let's talk about some changes coming up in uh, Major League Baseball in 2023, and if you like some of these, you know, the shift, you have to keep both guys uh, – infielders on each side of the bag you can't put three or four guys over on one side of the bag and uh what what do you what about that do you like that to because it looks like we had cut out too many hits in the game because of the shift and guys would hit the ball in the hole where normally would be a hit and there would be a a third baseman there or somebody in right field do you like that they they're having uh uh changing the defensive shift well, I'm an old school guy. I like it the way it was, you know, just like they got, they, they going back to, uh, it would be hard for me to imagine, you know, pitching and, um, and, you know, they got the shift on and I give up a, a, a normal ground ball to the shortstop and there's nobody over there. So I don't know how well that would have set with me when I was pitching. I know that analytics are a big part of the game now and they got that stuff down to a science, but I think that, um, uh, the old, old way was always a better way for me, and that, that's the way I like it. And the same thing with the pitch timer, and now you got to get in the box, and they're going to start calling strikes on. And, and, and even they talk about the, you know, in the minor leagues with the robotic umpires. And, and Pat, here's my thing. Humans aren't perfect. I don't know if I need an uh, – I'm waiting for the big moment in some game where a star – might have gotten the benefit of the doubt because of who he is, you know, on a close pitch, and that guy gets rung up and the game is over. Where are you on robotics for umpires? I don't like that either. You know, like I said, I'm old school. Um, you know, everybody's going to make mistakes. I mean, that's part of life. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. And you don't expect them to get every call right, just like I don't expect to throw every pitch for a strike, you know. So there's going to be – you know, oops there, oops here, you know, and that's just part of the game. And if you notice, it's 100, 162 games, and those things seem to, you know, even themselves out as, as the season goes along. So I don't think it's really a big, big difference, you know, because um, some of them you're going to get, some of them you're not going to get. And I just think it should be done like it is. And as far as the shot, the pitch clock and, and you can only pick over one or two times. I mean, that's just taken away from the game, in, in my opinion. And I would just rather it be the way it is. I don't know what the big hurry is for the, the game to be done in two hours and 15 minutes. I just want to go out there and play a clean game, and whoever has the best day that day wins. Uh, see, I'm with you. I, I, I think the only people that pacify and Pat, 
or people who don't like baseball. I just, when I go to the ballpark, I expect to be there for three hours. I do. I expect to be there for three hours. And all these shortcuts, I don't get who they're pacifying. I, just, if that's what you want to do, then you should just have a running clock for two hours. And if the game's over in the fourth inning in two hours, then everybody go home. I don't think people would like that. No, I, I, I definitely don't. You know, and I, you know, I coach in, in youth sports. And, uh, you know, we go out and we play those games and you got an hour and 50 minutes to play. And, you know, especially when you get to some of the – the younger kids, I mean, you might get two or three innings in, and I don't see how that's helping develop the kids. You know, you want to get out there and try to get as many reps as possible. And especially at the big league level, I mean, most of those guys are professionals. They're supposed to be the best at, at what they do. So why don't you just let them do what they do? And however long it takes, that's how long it takes. Our guest is Pat Mahomes, former major league pitcher and father of Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback let's switch over there Patrick pitched uh as well as quarterback uh when he was uh in you a youth what how did that help him uh being a pitcher and how good was he as a pitcher was he always better as a football player and quarterback than he was as baseball player well I don't know how I mean he was a good pitcher um I I I use the word pitcher loosely uh he's more of a thrower he threw the ball really really hard (laughs) Uh, I think he got up to about 97 miles an hour wow. by the time he was a senior. But um, he did most of his damage with the bat, you know, and, and playing shortstop. And uh, senior year, I kind of switched him over to the outfield because I knew he was going to get drafted and it was, it was going to be as an outfielder. He, he ended up getting drafted as a pitcher because everybody knew that at that point in time that he wasn't going to play uh, baseball. Uh, they actually called him the first day of the draft uh, and tried to get him to sign, but he said no. So the the Detroit Lions ended up taking him. Yeah, I mean, Detroit Lions. Detroit Tigers ended up taking him in the uh, 37th round. The guy called and just said, hey, we just, you know, he was a great kid, and, and they loved everything about him. They wanted him to be able to say he got drafted. So they kind of did that just so he could have that on his mantle. But as a kid, you know, Patrick played all the sports. You know, he started out with soccer. He played baseball. He played basketball and he and, and he played football and he could have you know went to college and either one that he wanted but what Patrick did is he learned you know from being around you know all those different games how to incorporate all that into his football game with the different arm angles and the different stuff that he does on the football field and he was able to take some from basketball take some from baseball and just kind of put it all together. How about these? Uh, we saw Kyler Murray was drafted first round, first player ever drafted in the first round in baseball, first round in football. And what what uh, these AAU coaches who are trying to talk kids out of playing more than one sport, Pat, and they want them to play. If they're playing basketball, they want them to play basketball twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. Don't do anything else. Uh, is that the wrong message by these AAU coaches? Shouldn't kids explore everything? Well, I'm in the camp where you should play as, as much as you can possible because there's no guarantee that, you know, what you're going to do, what you're going to end up liking once you get there. So I feel like if you put them out there and all of them and let them play, they'll eventually tell you which one they want to play. And that's kind of what happened with Patrick. You know, he played everything. So when when it came time, 
he decided that he wanted to be a football player. And, uh, you know, I thought he was a little little off with it. I mean, I knew how good he was in baseball, and I actually thought he might go to college and play basketball. But um, the football thing really took off, and he fell in love with it with all the the studying and, and being the guy in the, in the middle of the field with the with the packed houses because you know how Texas football is. It's oh, packed. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody in the city, nobody's in the town. Everybody's at the game. And he really loved, you know, going out there and, and leading the team and, and having a chance to – do that in front of a lot of people. Last thing, Super Bowl. I mean, he Patrick with a high ankle sprain. I I didn't think he'd be able to get out there and do much. You know, not being able to move around, but uh, he was able to get it done. How surprised are you that he was able to work through a, a high ankle sprain? Well, actually, I wasn't that surprised at all. And that being that, Patrick had sent me some videos. You know, the day after, and I saw the way he was moving. And I knew that he would be okay. I knew he would be able to protect himself and and stay mostly out of harm's way. Uh, actually, Patrick has been dealing with ankle sprains since he was probably in eighth grade. I mean, for some reason, that ankle seems to always give him problems, and he's always played on it. So I kind of felt like he was going to go out there. Plus, I knew, you know, how the the magnitude of the game and what it meant to him, especially losing to the Bengals three times. I knew he really wanted to beat them. And I knew he really wanted to get back to the Super Bowl. So there was never a doubt in my mind that he was going to go out there and play. And, of course, the Super Bowl coming up in uh, Arizona. I'm just guessing you got the Chiefs, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be a blast, man. I'm going to have to try to make it over there and see y'all. I know y'all will be there somewhere. I'm a big fan of the show, especially your boy Broussard. Yes. Everything. So, you know, I'm definitely going to try to get over there and holler at y'all when I'm there and everything. And, I, man, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Yes, can't wait. All right, thank you so much. Appreciate you, Pat Mahomes, joining us here on Inside the Parker. Thanks for having me. Now bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. Reason number 555 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL. Major League Baseball, the show, has a new video experience coming out for fans. That's right. A new video game experience featuring legends of baseball's Negro Leagues is coming to MLB to show 23. You heard me right. The new feature will be the result of a partnership between the uh, Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City and the game. Sony and the show made an announcement on Twitter this past Monday morning, and uh, it's definitely going to be something interesting and fun, highlighting the stories of stars who helped break the color barrier back in the 1940s. So that's something that uh, baseball has done. Uh, the history of segregation uh, in baseball before Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 1947. Baseball has uh, uh, included the stats from the Negro League players who, who weren't counted in the major leagues. And now here's another example of baseball reaching back to its history that wasn't always pretty and uh, acknowledging people who were denied the chance to play in Major League Baseball. So uh, for you gamers out here, this is something exciting, and you'll be able 
to uh, experience this, the Negro Leagues, uh, a part of MLB The Show. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.